Hey y'all, and welcome back to Manager Stress as a Team podcast. Um, I'm your host, Jordan Coleman, and today I interviewed Miss Natasha Watkins. And for the past couple of episodes, I have just been telling you who I interview and then getting into the interview. But before the half in the intro, I tell my spiel of what I want to talk about for today. Today, I want to talk about appreciation and gratitude towards others. Um, just the other day, my cousin had asked me if I wanted to go out to dinner. He had been noticing that as they get into all these colleges, I'm doing so many things such as podcasts. I'm doing this go to war project. I'm doing a lot. Um, and he wanted to take me out to dinner. And I just, I felt so happy about it because it's like somebody is acknowledging that I'm doing all these things and I'm doing such good and he wants to show his appreciation and show that he sees me doing good and I feel like that's really important nowadays like no matter how big or how small always show that you are proud of somebody that you appreciate somebody because People just don't think you're watching them. You, they don't think that you're looking at what they're doing. And people go through a lot that nobody knows about, that nobody talks about. And most of the time, people do a lot of things that are unnoticed and they feel like nobody's watching them. But most of the time, people do watch them. And I just feel like it's always nice to say, hey, you're doing a great job. Like, you're, you're doing good, no matter what it is or somebody got into a school that they wanted to get to if they got accepted to a new job if they got on I don't know the basketball team football team tennis team anything just appreciate what they are doing and kind of show that you notice that they're doing these great things um just the other day my friend had wrote me a note saying how much he appreciated me um, for checking up on him because he was going through some things at home. And he was just so appreciative of me checking up on him that he felt the need to write me a note to show his appreciation. And I felt that that was just the greatest thing ever. Like, I loved the note. It was very heartfelt. And just for me checking up on him, he felt the need to appreciate me for that. And he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do anything at all. But it just makes you feel good as a person when people notice that you're doing good and you're doing what's the best. Um, I work in the fast food industry. And a lot of the times people come through and they take our service for granted because You know, everybody in the fashion industry, they're doing a service to others. They're servicing others. And a lot of people take that for granted and they be rude or nasty in a a way. And it's like, well, dang. And a lot of people come through and just talk to the um, workers however they want to, not knowing how their day is, not knowing. But because you're the customer, we're supposed to be nice to you. And I don't think that's how it works. I, I know for a fact that's not how it works because we're both humans. It's just that I'm servicing you and trying to help you out. And you're being rude to me. 
trying to help you out? No. I think that's not okay. And I've never been one to say that the customer is right and and try to go on. Because if you're wrong, then you're wrong. And you're not going to talk to me any certain type of way because you're having a bad day or somebody else made you mad or whatever, whatever the case may be because you literally don't know what we go through um when we're at work a lot of people say leave what you have going on at home or at the work door blah 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 but if I walk through that door and some something has been affecting me the whole day it's gonna kind of show I'm not gonna be rude or nasty and go off for anybody or be rude to people because I had a bad day but my energy is not gonna be where it's at if I was having a good day it's just not because I'm having a bad day and people take their negative bad day energy and then put it on workers or just not even workers, other people in general. They take their bad day energy and put it on other people like they were the one that gave them the bad day. And then they want people to be nice and good to them because just how I don't know how the type of day you was having, you don't know the type of day I was having. And I just I just say all that to say. Be kind to people, show gratitude towards people, appreciate people, show respect, and give credit when it's due. So thank you for listening to my little spiel. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will see you all in the next one. Bye. Would you like to tell us about yourself and how you got into helping people with their mental health and wellness? I would. I, you know, I think this was not a linear path for me. Um, I went to college and thought I'm from New York. I started thinking, of course, when you think of coming from New York, you're thinking Wall Street and I need to be in finance and something on, you know, that related to Wall Street. So I was a business major finance major and did that, got an MBA and was very satisfied with that. Um, But there was always a calling for me to get more on a personal level with people. Um, But I didn't, I didn't know that that would lead me to where I am today until long story short, a girlfriend of mine said, what would you do if you had to do it all over again? And I, she, uh, she asked me that simple question. And I said, I would do psychotherapy. And she did this way into my life trajectory. I'd already graduated from college, got a BBA in finance, got an MBA. And she said this to me way into my career. And I said, oh, I will do, I would have done psychotherapy. And she said, well, why don't you do it? And long story short, at this mid-career place in my life, I decided to go back to school after being married and having children and saying, I don't want any regrets. I decided to go back to school and I got a master's in clinical social work. And it was the best thing that I could have done at that point in my life. Um, because I really felt like I could bring my whole self, my whole emotional intelligence to helping others in this place and capacity.
In your experience and opinion, what would you say are the main issues that affect young adults and the negative thoughts they have? Oh, so, you know, I, as a therapist now, I am dealing with a lot of young adults, not necessarily teenagers. You know, actually, I just got a, I just got a client that was 19 and in um, college. Um, But a lot of my clients are young adults, but, you know, quite frankly, they were just teenagers a couple of years ago. And a lot of what they're dealing with is there are two things. One is they worry about the future Mm -hmm. and they start to write the story before it even happens. So I want this, I want that and blah, blah, blah. And they start worrying about that. And I see you nodding your head, right? So they start writing the story and it hasn't even happened. So I want to, what I say to them is let's have some peace and gratitude in where we are right now. You know, let's focus on where we are, what got us here and be very, you know, present with where we are and be thankful and be very um, committed to the space and understand why we're here. Um, Then there's another set of these young adults who were just teenagers a few years ago that don't feel very confident. Mm -hmm. And even though they've accomplished so much to get where they are, they are very insecure and maybe not have had a lot poured into them. So where I start with them and even the ones that are worried about the future, let's talk about your strengths. You know, let, let me, let me pour into you so that you understand who you are and what you have going for you, which means like, let's get very present in what you've already accomplished, which you're not really taking advantage of and really, um, basking in, you know, and maybe no one has pointed that out to you, you know, but if you're here, that means that you do have a lot to really be thankful for and be um, in gratitude about. Yeah, my anxiety, it makes me like extremely worried about the future and stuff, because especially when I'm about to go to college now, I'm thinking, okay, if I don't get into this school, then I can't do this. And if I get in this school, then this school offers this and this school offers this. So how am I supposed to navigate all of it? And I'm just like, okay, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Take it step yeah. by step. So mm-hmm. yeah. And I think I think we get in the moment, you know, and I what I'm what you're saying um uh, is is what I'm seeing, you know. So we don't want to write the story before it happens, you know, and that's what anxiety is. We start having our thoughts get ahead of us and we start planning for expectations that, you know, no one is committed to meet, you know, and that's what, what disappointment is, right? So if we have expectations that aren't met, then we get disappointed, but nobody committed to those expectations. So let's just focus on the here and now. And, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of things that we have to be grateful for right now, right? You know, like we have a lot to be 
thankful for and be encouraged by. And we need to build on that. And I think what, what I've found from people is they're not, my, my clients who are you know, just a few years out of being teenagers and they're not building on what they've already achieved. So we, we, we need to not lose sight of what we've achieved. If I, as a teen in high school, am experiencing depression or anxiety, what advice would you give me to help start the process of becoming more aware of my mental health? Oh, you know, that's, it, it, that's a great question. And, um, and it's a complicated question. And um, there is no one answer. It's not like a blanket to that. You know, I would hope that that teen um, would find some source that they could trust, that they could reach out to. Um, um, if it's not a family member or someone in the school system, because I think at that age, you're already feeling like if, they, if they're at that point, point where they're feeling depressed, they feel that no one is listening or can hear them, you know, because that, that's what depression is. Like, I don't feel like anyone understands me and can really relate to me. So I would hope and pray that that teen feels like there's someone, whether it's in the school or a family, um, you know, I'm in DC and I know that there's you know, a crisis line of DC government resources that can help them at that point. Um, but I know that everyone doesn't have that resource, you know, that can say, trust me. Um, but I would hope because that child is in school that they can reach out to someone that can um, support them, that can hear them and hear what they're saying that can, you know, support that they are in a place that they need to be heard and seen, you know, but every city, uh, you know, I can't reach out to every resource that, that, that might be available to them. Only speaking from the, the um, District of Columbia, there are so many resources that they can go on dc.gov and, and reach out to a place that they can be helped. The term self-care has become more visible and prevalent in our communities. What methods of self-care can you suggest for teens to help them to better manage their lives? So self-care is very individual, you know? So, you know, some of us, um, it, it's a very unique and very, um, specified thing that you define as self-care, but I think everybody needs to explore what self-care means to them. Um, so what makes you feel good? You know, often I ask clients, what makes you happy? And it takes a minute for people to really reflect on what is, when was the last time I was happy? What made me happy? You know, it could be your aunt taking you to the spa or your aunt taking you to dinner at like Del Frisco's or whatever that looks like, you know, whatever fancy restaurant, you know, or it could just be 
you taking a long bath with uninterrupted without anybody around you. But, you know, we're talking from places that people have access, you know, to making that happen. Um, I would encourage those who don't know what happiness means, right? Because some of us can say, oh, what makes me happy? And they have to dig really deep. So I want them to, to, to explore what would make them happy. You know, so I want us to all understand, like whether you've experienced it yesterday, a few years ago, or what would it take? Because we can't take for granted that everyone knows what this looks like, mm -hmm. you know, so we have to really dream and we have to dream big on what this looks like, you know, but I want us to all go back to when we are at the point where we are trying to identify self-care and what it means for us to feel good let's go back to that last time you know that we felt good about ourselves and know what happiness is self-care self-compassion you know pouring into ourselves because sometimes it takes us to create what it looks like for us and doing the things that we want in our lives to to make us feel good Yeah, I was talking to my friend. I asked like kind of like a similar question. I was like, um, when was the last time that you felt like you were relieved of stress? And she was mm -hmm. like, mm, probably on my 16th birthday. And I was like, there's no like recurrent, like you doesn't keep going just that one time. She was like, yeah, probably just my 16th birthday. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> is there oh, anything yeah. that you do? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Right. So 16 was a milestone for her, you know? So she felt really good on that milestone. But we do need to consider that everyone doesn't have someone checking in on them. Like, what does it look like? You know, and we want, particularly our teens, to feel because, you know, this is a really um, critical point in development, you know, and I say this to my parent, our parents, my parents that are my clients and my clients that are looking for their parents to help them, no matter what age, our parents need to say, what are our kids lacking, you know? You know, what do they need to kind of get them to the point where they at least feel good about themselves? And I think our teens, what's going to get them to at least continue to feel healthy and feel good and be able to thrive is to at least feel good about themselves and, and, and be able to move forward confidently. Can you recommend any apps, podcasts, or other resources to help teens who may be struggling with depression or anxiety? You know, so one, one thing I will say is that I think our kids, your generation, is very connected to apps and podcasts and all that. And I think it's great, but I also think that some of that causes 
the anxiety and the um, anticipation and the pressure that this is telling me that this is what I need to be in. This is who I need to be, you know, because I could tell you about some apps that'll say, I am, I am great. I am strong. I am, you know, but that's, it's not real, you know? So I would suggest that we um, do some self-exploration and um, I could send you if, if, if you know some teens that need to go through this exercise and it's not a, it's, it's, it's very simple. Like, let's look at our, our strengths, look at our values. You know, I think what we need to do as people, and it could start as teens, like we need to know who we are you know, and looking at who we are starts with values, you know, what's important to you, what's, what's meaningful to you, you know, am I, am, is honesty meaningful to me, is having integrity meaningful, is being, um, you know, uh, confident, you know, what are the things that I want to represent, so if you identify those things, you don't even have to tell you that every day. You can have that list and just reflect on that. Be mindful of that. Meditate on that daily. You have your own, you have your own list. You don't need an app to tell you and remind you of those things. You know, what are your strengths? You know, what, what are we trying to accomplish in life? You could, you could tell yourself that I want to start there instead of an app telling, telling my, my babies, all of you are my babies. You know, I want my babies to know you could, you could be anything. You are anything you, you embody it. So I need you to identify and there's no wrong or right. Because what an app is telling you is what you should be. What you could do is keep moving with it. So identify your strengths, your values, and that'll take you further than an app can tell you every day. All right, that was my last question for you. Is there anything else you would like to add? So. Um, I would just like to say that, uh, first of all, thank you, Jordan. I, you know, I would love to continue to encourage our young people to um, don't let anything define you. Don't anything, don't let anything limit you. You know, I did not come to this place where I am providing a source of strength and therapy and, you know, encouraging others to be all that they can be yesterday because I didn't come, I came from a whole different place, you know, so don't let anything hold you back. Um, you know, the boundaries we set up, 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 the boundaries we set are limitless. 
you know, so just remember that and just know that you can accomplish anything. Um, and don't ever think that no is an answer to you. You can give people no as an answer because it's a boundary that you need, but don't accept that as your answer um, in life. And that's it. Thank you so much, Natasha. You're welcome. So good to see you. And I hope this was very helpful. Any other questions you have and anything I can do for you, you know I will do.